Hello, I'm your host Sarah and this is Insane. Welcome to the third episode of Insane. I hope everyone is doing very well and has started this new year with a lot of optimism and hope um, because it is surely needed. Now in today's episode I'm going to be discussing the subconscious humanizing or the reduction of God. Now you may be wondering or you may not, I say that quite a lot, you may be wondering and you might be sitting there saying actually no I wasn't. Um, Perhaps I was wondering at the beginning of my little journey into peace and well-being from the Islamic philosophical perspective of what role God played in it and that's why I was wondering, perhaps you were wondering. So it's really important to discuss God when discussing philosophies on peace and well-being from an Islamic perspective because everything centers around God. So if you get this bit wrong, then you really won't be able to connect and benefit from the Islamic philosophies on peace and well-being. And that's why I am tackling this today. Now, you would not believe how much insult I have had to face when I suggest that God has a role to play in peace and happiness, in a human state of peace or happiness. I have been called stupid and I quote, I have never heard so much stupidity coming from a person in all my life. This is, this is after I had suggested that from an Islamic philosophical perspective, the state of a human being, i.e. when a human is anxious or depressed or happy, it has something to do with their connection and their faith in God. And I have been insulted. This last insult was by a Muslim. There are a lot of Muslims out there that believe faith and God have nothing to do with peace and well-being and that yes God is central but not when it comes to me. (laughs) I'm sorry but this is, I mean, this is very wrong. God is at the centre of all Islamic philosophy to do with anything, to do with finance, to do with justice, to do with, I don't know, marriage, everything. So why wouldn't it be at the centre of being human? Why would it not be there? And this is what I mean when we say subconsciously we reduce God because this is a type of reduction of God when you say no God doesn't belong here when you try to take God out of feelings of anxiety or depression then you have reduced God you are essentially saying that God has no remit here He does not go here because 
I said so. And this is a very secular way of looking at things because that's what secularization does. It takes God out of the context of everyday life and it just leaves God in the mosques, in the churches, in the synagogues, but not in anything else, certainly not in mental health. To suggest that there is some sort of weakness in faith and that has something to do with feelings of anxiety and depression is absurd but it's only absurd in the secular context but in the islamic philosophical context it is not absurd now that's not to say that's what it is or this is the wholesome explanation because it isn't and i will touch on it in the coming days but it certainly is an aspect to it how could it not be when god is at the center of all life from an Islamic point of view. Now, another way that people reduce God, which is quite common, is there are a lot of um, people out there that refuse to accept that God could be understood or one can get closer to God outside of the what you would call the traditional Islamic context. So the only way one can understand God and how to live is only through the Qur'an and the traditional Islamic text and these texts have to be written and authored by Muslims and for some people it has to be a particular Muslim it can't be just anyone that knowledge of God is confined to a particular narrative a particular person and in a lot of cases a particular time and space a common notion within the Muslim community is the way a man dresses is a mark of piety and that the closer he dresses to a 6th century Bedouin, the more pious this man is considered. He, and in his imitation of the 6th century, which is the time of a revelation, there is the idea or the notion that this man is pious. But subconsciously, what one is saying is that God is felt more powerfully in the 6th century. That God is more present in that moment, within that context, than here, within this modern moment. That modernity is seen as being further away from God, whereas dressing like a 6th century Bedouin is seen as being closer to God. This is reducing God to a time and space. God is as present here, right now, within this moment, as he was in the 6th century. When you are unable to see God outside the traditional Islamic environment of the mosque or of the Qur'an or of the hadith or, as, or of traditional books, what you are saying is that God is confined to those places. This is a reduction of God. Because according to Islamic philosophy, God is everywhere, in everything. 
at every moment. He is not reduced by time or space. He is certainly not reduced by a narrative according to a particular person. And there is a lot of reduction that occurs within um, the Muslim community. God is always reduced to a particular person in a particular context. And there seems to be some anxiety to uh, bringing God fully into the present moment. And to be honest, I don't know why that is the case. There is always the perception that the people of the 7th, 12th century um, were better at understanding God than we are today. And we also reduce God on a very personal level. So when we make judgments about what is fair, especially in times of suffering, when we're going through a bad point in our lives, we often think, whether we like it or not, that, you know, why is God doing this to me? He must hate me so much. Or this isn't fair. I'm a good person. Why do I go through so much? It's not right. And the reasons why we ask these questions is because we have not understood God or we have failed to perceive God the way he wants us to perceive him. And the reason why I have brought this whole subject up is because within the Islamic context to finding peace and happiness, trust in God is central and one cannot trust God if one does not know how to free oneself from the narratives of reducing God. You cannot trust a God that you try to confine and you try to mould into what you want him to be. Because he will always turn out to be weak. Because you are not capable of imagining something much greater than yourself. You are limited in your capacity to understand and comprehend God. And until you understand this, you will not be able to give trust to God in the way that you have to, to find peace and happiness. In the Quran, God repeatedly pleads and pleads with humans to look at his signs, the signs of his capability, of his magnificence and his signs are in creation God asks you to look within yourself and to look at creation so it is essential as part of finding peace and happiness that you sit down and you study God's creation that you reflect upon how the world is that you remind yourself of the miracles of life that happen on a day-to-day, moment-by-moment basis. There are miracles happening every moment of your life and you are heedless of them. You are unaware. You have to become mindful of them. So, in a sense, what God is saying is if you looked at my creation, 
it would be far beyond your comprehension and that you will come to understand that if you cannot comprehend the creation, how can you comprehend the creator? And the level of power and magnitude that that brings to your awareness when you study God's creation will make it easier for you to trust in God and trust in his plan completely. And you will not be able to trust God without researching and being mindful of his creation. So I'm just going to take just a couple of last minutes. Just I found some really mind-blowing um, facts about creation. I'm just going to share a bit just so that you get a flavour of what I'm talking about and hopefully we'll bring the point across and it will uh, make all this podcast make sense. If you just take a moment to just visualise that you are on earth and this earth it's just there floating in this blackness at this moment, this Earth is rotating at approximately 1,000 miles per hour, but yet you do not feel it. Before the day is done, you would have travelled 1.6 million miles. The Earth is found within the Milky Way. That's the name of our galaxy. And within our galaxy, there are approximately 100 to 400 billion stars and another 100 billion planets. Can you even comprehend these numbers, let alone the actual stars and the planets? And it's thought that there are around 2 trillion other galaxies. So 2 trillion other galaxies containing 200 to 400 billion stars and 100 billion planets. Wow. I mean, these numbers alone are incomprehensible. What else did I find interesting? That we have only discovered about 5% of what's in the ocean. We have managed to map 100% of Mars, 100% of the moon, but only 5% of our ocean. Oh, and the human DNA is six feet long and it fits inside a nucleus of each cell. And these cells we can't even see with our own eyes. If you laid all the DNA out together within the human body, it would make up around 10 billion miles of DNA. This is how capable and magnificent your God is. This is how he's put a plan for every single thing. This is the God that you are expected to trust. And the only way you're able to put your trust in God is to be mindful, to reflect and to contemplate God's creation, both within and without yourself, to get out of the habit of trying to put God into a particular narrative or framework. Whatever you think God to be, you have to believe that he is other than that. The fact that you are able to comprehend him means that he is something other than that. He is something greater, much greater than that. And once you're able to do this, you will be able to rely on God and find peace and happiness. 
Now, before I go, I just want to end with a beautiful quote that I have found by Albert Einstein, who says, there are two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. Thank you for listening. It's time to love you and leave you. Do take care.